No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Guys, I want to read you a tweet I got this weekend from PEI Up Easter, Brendan Stewart. He writes, Going to Miami in Feb and really want to see Luca and co on the 28th. My planner's brain wants to buy ticks now, but your game time stories make me wonder if I should wait. I've brought last minute for myself before, but doing it for four people makes me anxious. Thoughts? Well, Brendan, you really can't lose here. Buy them now and you can brag to your friends that you've already got confirmed tickets for the game or wait and buy them at the last minute and probably save a few extra bucks to splash around at a bar on South Beach after the game. Either way, the Game Time app has got you covered. The app is simple, quick and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Wow! Ads and advice at the same time! Hello! How's everybody doing? This is David Grisham, and I just want to let you know I've had enough of New York. I'm moving to Markel Foltz's island. Come and visit when you like. We're ready to rock it. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hello. What's up, Tassie? We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. And the international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm, Lee Lee, and last, certainly not least, making the magic happen live from beautiful Bowmanville, Ontario. It's J.D. How's it going, eh? Hey, what's <laughs> up, hey guys? Thanks for joining us. Happy Monday to everyone out there. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and your comments to no dunks at theathletic.com. We're going to be stepping on the beach oh, yeah. later this oh, week. Yeah. Having a blast with those podcasts, guys. And it's all because of you. It's because you're sending in these great questions, you're sending in these great comments, keep them coming for that mailbag-only podcast. We'll be dropping that once again on Wednesday. But you know the drill by now, you've been listening long enough. Mondays mean winners and losers from the NBA weekend. Let's start with the winners. Tass, who's your big winner? Markel Fultz. Oh, yeah, that's a feel-good story. (laughs) It is. The number one pick from 2017 is finding his way with the Orlando Magic. Slowly but surely, he had the game of his career. 19 points, a career high, 8 of 10 from the floor, two set shot threes, baby, Mm -hmm. and four turnovers. Who cares? They don't matter because he had a fantastic game, and he sealed it. 40 seconds left. He gets in the passing lane because he was very attentive on defense in this one. Gets the tip out, gets on the break. It's Looking just, like a young Larry Steele out there. Call <laughs> <laughs> he back. He gets the steal. It's a nice push ahead. I'm not sure Larry Steele could do this, but he pushes <laughs> it ahead. He's only got a 6'10 Latvian in his way in Davis Bertans. It's one-on-one at the rim, and he dunks right over him. and oh. gets fouled in the face. That was a nice dunk. That was shocking. I did not think he was dunking it. Yeah, and he had, sure. a, he had a big dunk earlier. Yeah. His, his athleticism, I think because he's a bit of a sad bod, I think because he has <laughs> sad body language, he, yep. it's, it's odd to watch him. He's got the slumped shoulders a lot of the time. When he's playing off the ball, even in this one, when he had 19 points, he's kind of sluggish out there. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah. look like he's into the game. And then he explodes. And then he explodes. Yeah. yeah, he had a couple big dunks, but he started the last eight games for the Magic. He's become their starting point guard. 
the numbers are not going to jump out at you most of the time. But his skills are shown out there. He, he'll, he'll come up, he'll pass the ball, he's got a handle. It's not the tightest of handles, but the skill set is coming, and uh, this was his best game. And it's nice, again, that it's, like we said before the season, it's in Orlando. It's kind of going under the radar. It's yeah. not with a contender. And um, it's, it's coming along. He's looking like that guy who got drafted. Yeah, I think uh, the big part of what uh, attracted him to the Philadelphia 76ers was his athleticism. We saw a bit of that, as you mentioned there, uh, on Sunday. But the uh, Wizards dared him to shoot threes, and he took them and knocked them down, and then they came out and defended him. I mean, when you think about someone like Ben Simmons, he gets those opportunities, doesn't take them. Mark L. Fultz has got even a worse-looking shot than Ben Simmons. It's definitely not pretty. It's (laughs) not pretty. It's still a... It's, it's like a jerky. variation on us. It's jerky. It's herky jerky. It's yeah. uh, like Sean Marion, like a little bit, but yeah. a higher up version of Sean Marion. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like push. if you added Sean Marion to Leandro Barbosa, where their arms That's are completely straight at all times, yeah. shooting Great very call. strange. It's all arm. But you know what though? Good on him. Yeah. If, if if you're gonna get those shots and knock them in, great. And also the magic uh, touch. You sort of said there. They've won four out of five. Yeah, they've, actually, they've turned it around. They, here. they certainly have because they Qual- quality wins too. I mean, yep. they beat the Sixers midweek last week, and then the Spurs on Friday night in a, in a close game, and then this one. Uh, on Sunday, you know, beating the Wizards, okay. It's still. easy to score on the Wizards, but still, uh, in a close, you know, four point win there, too, mm. to put them to six and seven and sort of back to a, you know, a near 500 team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it is just good to see Fultz looking like a player out there. Yeah. yeah. yeah but that was the baseline for this year. I mean, it wasn't a high bar. <laughs> no. Uh, but he comes in, he comes and brings the ball up, passes off, and sometimes he'll just hang out on the perimeter and do nothing after. But, you know, throw a pick in there and then. Yeah, he's getting more confident with this shot. They set him up uh, in the post against Isaiah Thomas, which is a smart move. And I looked, at, I had to look up his height after he was standing up <laughs> beside Isaiah Thomas because I thought he was like 6'5". He's 6'3", apparently. But he looks like he's a big 6'3". And, yeah. and not only did was Philly attracted to his athleticism, but to his defense because he can body up basically any point guard if he wants to, if he's into the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got those skills, so... It's kind of fun to watch him play sometimes. Yeah, definitely. He's got he's got a herky jerky game to him. This season I feel like is already a win. He somehow showed up in weekend winners and losers twice already. And it's like any time we talked about Marco Fultz for the past two years yeah. was him not being able to stay on the court. Is this guy a bust? At the very least, right now, he's a point guard who can start in the NBA and play in the NBA, which People were not convinced of uh, one month ago, right? <laughs> right. So I mean, yep. even if uh, even if he just averages ten points a game for the rest of the of the season, shoots forty percent, at least he's doing something. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it was a very low bar, as we're saying here. Mm. But you're right now, yeah, shooting forty eight percent from the floor. That's great. Three point wise, he, he did knock down a couple on Sunday, but it's still. Uh, 21% from, yeah, but from distance, but he's taking... That's why they were laying right. off him, saying shoot him. You're right. Knocked him in. You're absolutely right. Um, so, yes, the faults and the magic, uh, that's a good one yeah. for winners of the weekend. Um, and, and that team, too, they need some guys to hit shots because they've been, God, they've been atrocious um, on the season. They're, they're the worst shooting team in the league. They're 42% as a team from the floor and 29.5% from three. I think that's second worst overall. Yeah, and we'll talk about one of their bigger name players a little bit later who's been in trade rumors because uh, he hasn't lived up to his potential. I'm not going to name names quite yet because you have to listen for another 20 (laughs) minutes, maybe 30. (laughs) Trey, let's go to you. Who do you got for winner of the weekend? Uh, James Harden is my winner of the weekend, 44 and 49. And the reason I'm interested... What? 
Crazy. I, that's ridiculous. It, it kind of went under the radar, a 44 and a 49. Exactly bucket. right. That's what's um, going on with him. Yeah. That's exactly right. And it's interesting because over the summer, Harden said he thought he should have been the MVP last year, but Giannis Antetokounmpo came out of the gates, seized the MVP narrative, and that was the narrative that continued throughout the season. So to me, clearly Harden is saying, if I'm going to win the MVP this year, I got to come out and dominate. He is. But it's tough, guys. It is tough <laughs> to root for James Harden to re- win MVP because – What's he going to do? Average 40 points a game for the season. Nobody's going to talk about it because everybody assumes he's going to melt down in the playoffs again. Nobody wants to get burned voting him as the number one player in the league only to see it self-destruct again in the playoffs. That being said, the man is averaging 39 and a half points per game right now. He's up to seven 40 plus point games on the season. He had 28 of those last year. He's already a quarter of the way done to what he did last year. The, the numbers are insane, but uh, I don't know. How, how do you, how do you really tell people, Harden's the man. Harden's the best player in the league again this year. It's it's impossible. Well, and these two wins uh, were without Clint Capella. It's almost like he's going to be out there with just three players on the court one day, and it won't really matter because he can still score anytime he wants. Like that game against Indiana on Friday night, it was the James Harden we want to see in the playoffs where the game was close and then he had a couple of big, big moments, those step-back threes, and he got inside and he scored and he did it. It was like he carried his team to victory. But I, I agree with what you're saying, Trey. I just feel... Right. Unfortunately, I feel Harden values the MVP almost more than a championship because the way that he plays in these games is what you wanted to see in the playoffs a couple of times yeah. when, the, when the playoff series is on the line. I think it's just some guys just can't step up and be a, a monster in the playoffs. I wouldn't say he wants it more. Some guys just... I know, that's a but, lot of but, pressure on well, well, it's but, pressure. But it's not just the way he plays yeah. because he's talked about it so much. It's, it's, it means so much to him. And, and you know what? It's not a it bad goal. I'm not, I'm not knocking. Every player wants to win MVP. But he's now at that point where we need, and we talked about it, we need the Dirk-like run in 2011 that kind of got rid of the narrative that Dirk oh, yeah, was only sure. a, a regular season uh, 100%, player. 100%. That's what definitely. he needs. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's had opportunities. He's definitely had opportunities and, yeah. and not been able to take that moment. But there's no way you can uh, knock what he's doing on a back-to-back, you know, shorthanded team going up against Minnesota. They were also shorthanded, but still. Harden had 41 shots and uh, took his team to victory. And now they're, what, 10-3, and three, which is pretty remarkable. They were 3-3, three and three, sure. I think, at one stage. And he has shown that he, he tends to not run out of gas during the regular season. So this is something that he'll probably keep up. But, it, of course, it doesn't really matter if he gets the playoffs and is out in the second 39 round. 39 and a half points per game he's at right now. <laughs> and it's, you're right. I mean, it's like it only feels like it's going to be plus 40. If uh, any other player is averaging this points, he would be far and away the MVP. Easily. If LeBron was averaging 100%. 39 and a half, it w- they would say, give him the award now. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm, hard, trying, I'm trying to think of like a comparison, and the best I can come up with would be like Allen Iverson, mm-hmm. where it's like he's the guy on that team, and I know Westbrook is there. That is the weird part about this whole thing. Westbrook is there, still has a fairly high usage percentage, right. still getting his looks, but it's still hard, and, you know, obviously with like a 41% usage percentage. Anyway, if this was like, if, you know, Iverson got his MVP, he obviously scored a ton, he was the guy, everything ran through him. Took a ton of shots, not great percentages a lot of the time, you know, still getting to the line and all that. Uh, but if he had done this, like, if Iverson had done that, not that he didn't, but, like, f- at that level of his MVP season for, like, three or four seasons, and there would be an exhaustion of some point where you're like, okay, cool, mm-hmm. you get to the line a lot, you hit a bun- you, you take a ton of shots, you score a ton, I get it, your team sort of, that's your the best chance for your team's uh, success is maybe running everything for you, but you do become, be like, but what does it mean? You know, it's uh, it just becomes... 
it's incredible. Uh, it's mind-boggling, but you just get tired of it because you're like, you're sh- the guy's shooting 41%, so it's not efficient. He's 40 a game. I know, I know, I know. That's a it's, a weird, it's a weird... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like it's, it, I'm impressed by it. Dichotomy. Then, yeah, dichotomy. That's exactly right. It, it's just strange. It is yeah. strange. He's at 39 and a half, and the second leading score is at 30. He's almost got 10 <laughs> points oh more God. than the second guy. But yeah, it comes down to his playoff performances. Why we, why voters will look at him that way, and he's got a bad reputation on the defensive end, which mm-hmm. you know he can't really shake, even though he was fine last year. That and he can be a super, super tough watch. Saturday, yeah. well, yeah. the Saturday game, 41 shots. That was the one that's like, you don't like to watch that Harden game, but Friday against the Pacers, completely different. They were playing a lot faster. He was getting shots in the offense. The team looked like they were playing the first night of a back-to-back, whereas the 49-point game, that was the second night of a back-to-back. That was a drag-my-team-to-a-win game. Yeah. But when you look at it with Harden, it's, this guy took 41 shots to get 49 points. Right. He can't win. But uh, maybe if you score 40, people will <laughs> let it slide. You know, People will say, I don't like watching it, but hats off to you, James. I, I, I can't believe that Westbrook rested, too, on the second night of the back-to-back, considering just how shorthanded they are. So, I mean, Harden had to do even more. Yeah. And yeah. He did with it, no but, Eric Gordon there, yeah. no Capella, like you said, yeah. Uh, to me, that sends a sign. They're setting, they're sitting down Westbrook, the guy who never wants to sit, because they're resting him for the postseason. They are all focused on the postseason, although it's odd to say that about James Harden because it feels like he's going to go for the MVP. But I feel like he's going to get up to 40 points and just sit for 10 games Ooh. at some point. <laughs> he should. If he, shut it down. Shut sure. it, yeah. And he sh- the, the thing is, he's a rhythm player, and he's, he's tried that before a little bit at the end of the season, and he doesn't really like that. Mm-hmm. And you saw he started the season bad for a guy who's averaging 39 and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he, you know, it was, he was shooting 20% for, from three for a long period of time. But I think they're going to sit a decent amount. And, and Russell Westbrook needs to be fresh in the postseason big time. And uh, but they need to have a decent seed too, and it's going to be hard because no one else is going to really be able to keep them afloat. Amazing stuff! What Harden's doing, Trey loves it. Even though he's shooting 15 free throws per game, was it 14.8 or something like that? Yeah, that's the crazy thing. <laughs> Lee loves free throws, hates James Harden. You would think he would be your number one player in the league. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't hate him. I respect him. He's not my favorite player, but I respect what he's doing because. Any NBA player will say it's tough to score 20 in this league, and he's basically averaging double that. <laughs> it's just when he goes into the lane and he does that flame, yeah. you know, he throws his arm. I, I don't like watching that. But again, Friday night, that game, the Buckets, uh, Buckets, the Pacers should have won that game. Yeah. They should have won that game. They, they were playing well. And it was, that was the key moment where it was like James Harden's like, no, I'm just going to take my team here. Yeah. And he hit some huge, huge three-pointers. It was like absolute uh, respect what he was able to do there. But it's not fun when you just see him walk up, walk up. 18 seconds, dribble, 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 step back, shoot. It's just, it's just not fun. No, no. at times it's not. But uh, so far, so good for the wins. Yeah, 10-3, that's a heck of a start for the yeah. Rockets, especially with all the injuries and, and comparing it to what happened last year. I'd like to give a winner of the weekend to, I guess, the Lakers at Showtime. Let's call it that. Uh, the Lakers dunks, specifically. They had two <laughs> massive dunks over this weekend. Yes, dunks. The first one uh, on Friday night, LeBron's dunk on... Bielitsa, Nemanja Bielitsa of the Kings, trying to take the charge. Um, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> bad idea. Bad idea. LeBron's at 34 years old, nearly 35, 17th NBA season, throws down what's going to be in the running. It's, you know, right now, early in the season, one of the best dunks of the year. Um, just huge. Just absolutely 
destroying them. LeBron on Instagram after, you'll want to, you'll want to see a dead body? Me either, so I let him keep standing. <laughs> wow. Um, but, it, I mean, I watched this thing over and over and over again. I think LeBron could have taken off, like, two, three feet further back if he had wanted to he was like his arm was in the rim when he dunks this thing the ball ricochets up into like the second or third row which was something i caught on a couple of the replays and i love the celebration nothing to me will ever beat the classic just stare at guys celebrate i just uh. i just love it and he, he appears to stare at everybody he stares at bielitsa he stares at the benches he stares at the crowd mm-hmm the yeah, washed he looked at uh, he looked at Bielitsa first, like, "What are you doing? Who do you think you are?" And then he realized, like, "That's the mind of Bielitsa. I can I can show some other people some ferocious looks, but uh, yeah, I feel like I saw nine thousand replays right in a row when it happened. And I was happy to see him. It's amazing though. The guy is almost thirty five. Putting that's a career highlight for LeBron. Like mm-hmm. that's going to go on his yeah. all time highlight reel. He's in a Lakers jersey. That might be his first career highlight as a Laker. Cool to see. I I was thinking about it. I was like, is this <laughs> it's a dumb thing? I know, but like, I'm like, was this the greatest dunk ever in NBA history by a guy in his 17th season? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, the only one I could think possibly throwing down one that would, you know, be comparable, Kobe Bryant. So was that on the Nets? Is that that? Well, one? I went and checked. I was like, well, let me see what Kobe did in his 17th season, like the 2012-13 season for Kobe. He had, there's like, you can go check it out. It's on NBA.com, like his top 10 plays of the year. A lot of them are dunks. He had a few like nice reverse dunks, like mm-hmm. going baseline, sort of up mm-hmm. and under. He had one against Ariza and the Wizards. Yeah, that might yeah, be the yeah. one you're thinking of. Right. Um, he had uh, one against Clay Thompson and yeah. the Warriors, where he just drove baseline, big hammer. He had one on Josh Smith, huge. But the best was the one, maybe you're thinking of this one. He dunked on uh, Gerald Wallace and Chris Humphreys. Um, it was just uh, absolutely huge in a tie game. So Kobe had some, is what I'm yeah. saying. Like I was like, "There's no way that's got it." Like I'm thinking, I can't, I can't remember Kobe at that late in his career having them, but I was wrong. Mm. He had some pretty damn good dunks for his 17th season as well. So you're saying not impressive? No, I'm just saying <laughs> I was shocked myself. I didn't think really Kobe uh, was throwing a couple of those down at that point in his career. But the other Lakers dunk. Uh, Can I just jump in? Let me just jump in. I know it has nothing to do with the Lakers, and nobody cares about Nemanja Bielitsa, but he bounced back and had 14 rebounds on on Sunday. Oh, look at this guy. He likes rebound highlights. (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) Uh, You know, not a guy known for his rebounds, but just to give the Kings, because I know we're not going to get to them, they're doing some stuff. They're back, sort of. You know, five and one, their last five and seven. Nemanja Bielitsa is a part of that. He's Grabbing boards, and he'll probably get traded. Okay, moving on. Let's go back to Danny Green, the more sexy, <laughs> That's right. sexy stuff. The, the Lakers' uh, second big dunk of the weekend was uh, Danny Green with the putback dunk uh, against on Sunday against the Hawks, and that was just D- – Dwight Howard was all of us. <laughs> His was. reaction was all of us going, <laughs> what? Who was that? <laughs> like, just in complete shock because Danny Green, you know, not known for throwing down, definitely not known for putbacks. And he got so high. It just was timed absolutely perfectly. And he had like a running start from the three-point line, and it just went to the right spot. Huge dunk. The Lakers are fun to watch. There, I've said it. Wow. They are fun to watch. (laughs) They've got great support from their bench. And uh, that dunk from Danny Green, like, they couldn't believe it. It was like, it was almost like a rookie or someone who just got up there and dunked. Instead, it was the old guy who did it. But, uh, yeah, it was, like, when was the last time, have you ever seen Danny Green dunk? I don't remember him dunking. <laughs> it's easy to forget. He he had some Raptors dunks. Yeah, I, nev- I never a putback. But it must have been like a fast a break, like cherry picking type dunk where he just you know dropped. It I in think there. he has a, the odd one where he goes down the lane and sort of surprises. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, I, I don't remember anything close though to what he did last <laughs> night. Uh, <laughs> 
great. But but it's true. I, 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 the Lakers are a fun team to watch right now. Everything is really clicking for them. Well, especially when they get defensive stops. Yeah. JaVale oh. McGee, I thought, was wicked on Sunday. The Hawks in that first quarter just could barely even get a shot. I know. The, the Lakers were everywhere. Yeah. McGee, a lot of the times, yep. was starting these fast breaks. And then, like... I'm even forgetting the uh, you know the nice lob to LeBron on the break, the one where he hammers home. I mean, they are they're getting the stops and then they're going the other way, and it is it is a little Showtime like. It's pretty <laughs> absolutely it's pretty it is yeah. yeah. They're yeah. the best team in the league right now, the Lakers. I think uh, win percentage wise after the Celtics lost again, great great win. It's, not, it's nice to see them not try and act cool on the bench. You know, it's an LA team. They could just be oh chill on the bench, but it's like a, it's like a real basketball team. That's nice. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They were going nuts. Uh, who do you got for winner of the weekend, Lee? I'm actually going uh, with Bill Russell because uh, I didn't know this going into the Had weekend. A great game. I, I don't so know. If I, any, I like this one. I don't know if you guys <laughs> knew it, but he I had some did. great rebounds. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, man, he was killing it. <laughs> I just assumed he was in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Now he he was voted in yep. in 1975, but he actually refused his his entry because he felt that there were other black players more deserving of the honour. He didn't want to be the first. Yep. So he, he basically had never been in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And this weekend he had a, uh, a private ceremony with uh, some friends and family. Alonzo Mourning was there, Bill Walton. and um, What a party. Yeah. <laughs> My God, and, that'd be uh, awesome. Yeah. Zoe Walton and Bill Russell. And so, uh, so he accepted his uh, Hall of Fame ring. So just a, it's, it's a little bit more of a news item really, but uh, one of those things that, again, when I saw it, I'm just like, oh, wow, I never knew that. And yeah. I thought I would have because Bill is he's great. You know, he's still very, very active considering his age. And, um, you know, you see him at the finals and he's at the award show and uh, the all-star weekends. And so, so he's finals still... MVP is named after yeah, him, right? Yeah, absolutely right. it is. And uh, he's got a great sense of humor. We see he gets a couple of viral moments a year yeah, as well. Yeah, he'll on give social. someone the middle finger every <laughs> exactly, once in a while. It's exactly. great. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, legend. He's, he's an old guy. and We're going to miss him when he's gone. And so I'm just, I just thought this was a cool moment that uh, he finally accepted his... his... Yeah. I, I want, you know, it, it, like I say, it, it just hadn't been talked about really, had it? Yeah, you feel like, unless we've just missed it, it, yeah. it feels like that should be like a 30 for 30 or... For I mean, sure, Not that yeah. there isn't, like, docs on Bill Russell. I'm yeah. sure maybe it's in that. But And I also, I, I read within that, too, he also refused his um, Celtics jersey mm. retirement the first time around, and then later on in life, he did, I think... Uh, he did do something, you know, with Boston and yeah. was, you know, honored and stuff like that. But I guess the first time around, he felt the same way. Yeah, it just just proving that he is so much more than just a great basketball player. Yeah. He's done so much more for for, for black athletes and black, uh, uh, you know, people across the world. And uh, so it's great to see that he is now, you know, I guess officially in the Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah, it was because uh, Chuck Cooper, the first player, yes. black player drafted, was finally put into the Hall of Fame in 2019. Yeah, so, so he was waiting, so really. Said, yes, yeah. So, yeah, now he accepted his ring. Very, very cool. Uh, winner of the weekend, Charlotte Hornets. Hit two game winners mm. over the weekend. One, a buzzer beater. Friday night, Malik Monk splashed a pure three-pointer at the buzzer versus the Pistons. That was a pretty, pretty buzzer beater. And then Saturday, the next night, Devontae Graham's turn. He hit his ninth three of the game with 2.8 seconds remaining to beat the Knicks, 103-102. So basically, you know, two game winners, one a, one a buzzer beater, one very damn near close. Um, pretty good weekend for this scrappy, scrappy fun to watch as we've talked about uh, Hornet squad. They're 6-7 and seven now. Yeah, uh, it's smart. It's like uh, we don't have a ton of talent, but we're going to play modern NBA basketball, shoot a bunch of threes. Maybe we don't make a ton of them. Maybe we do. That raises your ceiling, your variance, though. Devontae Graham has been oh. incredible. It's like, is he going to win most improved or is he going to win six man of the year? He's going to win one of the two at this rate because 
He's, this is, I, I don't know. I didn't check it. I guess I could have done a little bit of research. <laughs> Why? We're no, you, you had, now. Hey, Just wing it, man. No, you had no time. You wouldn't watch The Irishman this week. Uh, things <laughs> like three and a half hours long. I spent said. a lot of time in a theater this weekend. The Irishman, three and a half hours, then another hour and a half seeing Sesame Street Live. Bit oh. of a different experience. <laughs> uh, but Devontae Graham, he's, I think he's had nine threes more than once this season. Probably three times. Uh, he catches fire. He's fun to watch. He looks like... Kemba Walker. He looks like he spent a year learning yeah, from Kemba Walker, yeah. the way he gets his shots, the way he handles the ball. It's impressive. Yeah, we asked, when is Terry Rozier going to sit for Devontae Graham? Because Devontae Graham has been outplaying the starter and Terry Rozier and the guy who got big money. Well, they decided the last three games, hey, well, let's just play him together. Mm. And it's worked. Mm-hmm. And Malik Monk is coming off the bench as the sixth man, and that suits him better. Now he's got more opportunity. It's a very guard-heavy team, as you said. They shoot threes, yep. and those three guys are really their offense. Nickel Batum is coming off the bench. Um, that big money coming off the bench, so they are uh, they're playing to their strikes, and they're six and seven. Well, they needed those two wins, though, because they had lost four in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that, that's the thing. They just don't have that superstar talent right now. It's just a, it's a team of scrappers and a team of battlers. And uh, Devontae, that was the first time he's hit nine this season, Trey. He has hit six a couple of times, okay. though. Um, Felt like nine against the Bulls. Turn that, up, turn that <laughs> yeah, nine upside that, down. Well, it was great. Um, Washington maybe hit nine against the Bulls in that uh, first game. But... Uh, the thing about uh, that that game on Friday night with Malik Monk, that looked so much like Damian Lillard's against the Rockets. Oh, big time. You know, just the way that he caught it and it swished in and knocked it in. But, uh, yeah, the, that, the, the Knicks as well in that game, I don't know how they lost that game. They, <laughs> they led the entire game. And then uh, a great play drawn up by Borrego to get uh, Devontae Graham the shot, and, and he knocked it in. Um, what I also noticed about Devontae Graham, he does a lot of his uh, – makes a lot of his threes off the dribble too, mm-hmm. which is very, very important, I think, because that's, that's harder to do. And, um, you know, yeah, he was – feeling it yesterday so he's a fun guy to root for too yeah. you catch his like uh, you know his post game inter- like interviews walk off interviews he's just a happy like just smiley yeah. guy and you're like oh yeah I want to root for that kid uh, and he's got the the weird apostrophe in his name. That's sure. always fun. I saw people were tweeting like, "Does this guy need a nickname? What you know? Is, what do we call this guy?" I, I didn't really see any like good suggestions. I gotta say, I don't have anything either. I don't know if any of you do for Devonte Graham. Someone was, <laughs> someone was saying s'mores, Graham <laughs> 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 crackers, s'mores. Uh, maybe a bit of a stretch, but uh, yeah. s'mores. Let us know if you got a Devonte. Your Graham name nickname. is Devonte. You're good. Yeah, I think. yeah. You're yeah. just a one name guy. Mm. Golden he, Graham. Golden Graham? I don't know. If, if he wins nice. a trophy, maybe. Golden Graham on no. the, put on the Not newspaper. Brutal. Not brutal. Not bad at all. <laughs> and uh, if you remember, too, like we were doing our preseason picks, like talking about make or break seasons. I went with Malik Monk thinking like this as he entered the, what I believe is his third season uh, with the Hornets. Third or fourth? I can't remember. Third, third yeah. That, you know, he, he would have to show something um, to the Hornets and, and maybe to the league in general to, you know, hopefully have a career. And you're right, Tess, you, you slipped it in there. Over his last four games, he's averaging 16 and a half, six boards, three and a half assists. And shooting really well, 54 from the floor and 41 from three um, after a bit of a slow start again for him. So that's nice to see. That's got to be the tiniest starting backcourt in the league. The yeah, tiniest, cute, cutest, cutest, <laughs> six-foot-one. Oh, cute Steve's back in the backcourt. <laughs> <laughs> They're both six-one, Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham. There's no bigger, or there's no smaller one than that, I'd say. I mean, I'd love to see two-on-two two Lowry and Fred Van Vliet against uh, <laughs> Rozier and oh, yeah, Devontae Graham. Sure. Uh, Couple, just a couple mini winners of the weekend here. And if you have any others, throw them in, guys. Uh, Paul George, a, a little shout-out to Paul George. The guy scored 37 points in 20 minutes against Atlanta on Saturday. It's the most points scored in fewer than 21 minutes played in NBA history. And PG now has 70 points in 44 minutes in his first two games. What a quote, too. 
I got new shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I thought they looked different, to be honest with you, a little rounder. <laughs> I think he goes without Kawhi Leonard in that game. Kawhi sits in that game, I should say, because he wanted Paul George to have his first game at home hmm. to himself. Mm. I have yes. nothing to base that on, but I'm guessing. I guess this week we're going to see these two together, right? Yeah, At eventually. Are they ever going to play together? Maybe. Split them up always. And uh, also a mini winner of the weekend to entertaining Sunday afternoon slash early evening basketball. Mm-hmm. And you and you talked about that that you know the 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 Bielitsa game, all those rebounds, tasks, and the King Celtics game. Mm-hmm. I just like you know I find a lot of Sunday games especially the early starts can be at times like sluggish. They're just sometimes not the greatest games. Um, but sure. it was nice here on the East coast. I guess it was a six o'clock start for us. Uh, oh no, 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 actually it was a three thirty start. Um, that Kings. Kings yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was early. Yeah. Um, it was, so it was early, you know, the early afternoon start, such a fun game. Um, go back and watch the highlights from that King Celtics game. You know, the Kings get the win. Marcus smart with the floater that somehow didn't drop. I mean, it just sat on the rim for a second. Everyone just held their breath. And it didn't drop. Um, but without no, like, no Hayward in this, you know, no Star Fox, still super entertaining. Buddy Hield was on fire. Um, Rashawn Holmes hit clutch free throws. Oh, my God. That's not a pretty-looking stroke no, either, is it? No, it's not. I did not think he was going to give them the lead after uh, he got to the line there. But uh, they, uh, he knocked them down, then they got the stop. And, Tass, I saw you tweeting about it, so you must have been watching this game or maybe the highlights after. But Corey Joseph's defense on Kemba Walker mm. in that final possession of the Celtics, which sort of blew up the possession and then smart you know, got a good look. You got a good like look at the floater, but that's great defense there from Corey Joseph on Kemba Walker. I don't think you can play that much better. No, nope. Kojo did a good job in the fourth quarter on him too. He, that's what he's there for. Yeah, you know, he's he's the old guy that I thought. I don't know if you pay that guy this much, but with Aaron Fox out, he's he can step into that role as he did for the Toronto Raptors. He can play a little playoff ball. Uh, he's, a, he's a good player. That's it. And he's, he can bring it defensively at the point guard position. And Bogdanovich, who they're literally sort of running a lot of mm. their offense through, he's doing a great job as a pseudo point guard here. He had another good game. 12 points, 10 assists. Didn't commit a single turnover in the game. So they, they snapped the Celtics' 10-game winning streak. Really, really entertaining 199 victory for the Kings. And the Kings are turning it around here, too, uh, as Tess said. Yeah, mainly just lost on Friday yeah, to the Lakers. To the Lakers. So, uh, yeah, they've, they've in a pretty controversial little ending yeah, there uh, with that one. But, you know, considering uh, Luke Walton was on the hot seat basically a week and a half into the season, uh, he's certainly got them back on track right now. Yeah, that game wasn't hyped. Luke Walton's first game against the Lakers. Nobody cared, huh? <laughs> Nobody cared. Nobody <laughs> cared. No. All right, those are some winners. We'll get to the losers of the NBA weekend in a second, but let's order some food. Picture this. Your sweatpants are on for the night. Your shirt's off. But it's fall, so now you're cold, so you put on a sweatshirt. Okay. With no shirt underneath. Ooh, That's right. Scumbag. <laughs> it's scumbag mode. Enter DoorDash. <laughs> Restaurant quality food with an all-fleece dress code with door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada. DoorDash lets you order from your local go-tos, or you can choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, the Cheesecake Factory, and probably Swiss Chalet. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code NODUNKS. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code NODUNKS. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code NODUNKS. That's right. 
five dollars no. off really? your first order. There's when another you download one? the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code No Ducks. Are you okay? That's right. Five dollars off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code No Dunks. Don't forget that's promo code oh, No Dunks for five dollars off your first order from DoorDash. <laughs> The official delivery service of Scumbag Mode. Hey, I ordered nice. from DoorDash on Friday afternoon, and guess what? I got five dollars up because I used the promo code. What did you order on Friday again? Thai uh, pad Thai from uh, just up the road here. Yeah. Tofu pad Thai. That was tofu pad Thai. Yeah, it stunk up the office. <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yeah, but a good stink yeah, up. You it's wanted still some. Still a stink nonetheless. You definitely wanted some, Mister Soup Man. <laughs> All right, let's get to. Losers of the NBA weekend. I'll get us started because I'm interested to hear everybody's take on this, including all of you listening. So tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. I'm giving a loser of the weekend to the Raptors. Uh, news broke on Sunday from Mike Ganter of the Toronto Sun that the Raptors will not be giving Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, and CJ Miles, specifically those three guys, championship rings. Those were the three players on the Raps last year that were involved in the Marcus Gasol trade uh, at that February deadline. And yeah, they're not apparently going to give them uh, rings. This is what Raptors GM Bobby Webster said, quote, It's not an easy decision, but to be honest, I think it's standard. I mean, we did our homework, we talked to teams, and I think, I don't remember, there was maybe one scenario where a team offered one. I think it was Anderson Varejao in Golden State, but I think it was a really unique circumstance. What do you think? Am I, am I wrong to give the Raps uh, a loser of the weekend? You're, for, you're for right. Not? You're right to give them a loser of the weekend. I don't, th- I don't think it's standard to not give your player, not give your guys that were on the roster at some point in the year to not give them a ring. I think that's incorrect information. I understand that Anderson Verger one was a special yeah, that was, situation. Yeah. He but, got offered a ring twice, though. Yeah. The Cavs offered him a ring when they won the championship in 2016, and he was a Warrior. Then he got waived by the Warriors the next season. They went on to win the championship, and the Warriors offered him a ring. He turned down the first one from the Cavs, despite being a longtime Cav, yeah. Yeah. and accepted the one from the Warriors because he knew his NBA career was over. That's his ring. And they didn't want to release right. him. That There was that yeah. thing there. But Yeah, that's right. That's right. It, yeah. it, I, I think this is a great, great debate because it's totally subjective. Yeah. And it's very fun. Like, if you want to make it a steadfast rule and you want to say anybody who played on a roster, who put on a jersey, gets a ring, I don't think you can do that. There were 22 players on the Raptors last year. One of them was Greg Monroe, who they ended up playing in the playoffs against them. Can you give that guy a ring? That's weird. Where do you draw the line? That's the real question. Yeah, it's impossible. I think I think it's up to you if you yeah. determined whether or not they contributed to your season. Yeah. Well, they, That's they, the thing. Jonas Valanciunas contrib- was there for six and a half years. Yes. He helped, he helped build that thing. No, no question, but he wasn't on the playoff roster. No. no but, okay, no. hold on. Did, did Jonas Valanciunas have more of an impact on the Raptors' championship season? Again, not the playoffs. On their championship season, which means the wins in the regular season, mm-hmm. the, where they finished with their seed in the playoffs and all that, than, uh, I don't know, Jordan Lloyd. Who was on the yeah, roster at the end of the year? I mean, he got a ring. He was a vital part of that celebration <laughs> from the Kawhi shot. That's if he's to, not squatting, what do you do? That, 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 <laughs> that's where it, it becomes very difficult to determine because if you're not on the playoff roster uh, and your team doesn't win the championship, do you get a playoff share from the team? Like, so are you considered a part of the playoff run? I, I guess some teams do and some teams don't. I'm not sure exactly if there's a hard and fast rule. But again, this comes down to like Valentunas. If he was staying on the roster, they wouldn't have won the championship. Okay. Okay. So yeah. if they don't get Marcus Gasol, no, they don't. That, that, they don't win so, the championship. So it's like, well, he was a part of 
the team, no doubt. But they moved on from him. All three then, of these guys, by the way, they played minutes. They I played know they games. did. I know. I know they did. Started but, some games, but they right. they just they weren't a part of the playoff run at all. And that that to me, there there is a separation. Yeah, I I just. I know all three played, but really it comes down to Valanciunas. Maybe DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright played more minutes. But it's not. Yeah, it's, not it's also yeah. not a longevity award for Valanciunas. You can't. Yeah, see, I'm not. I, I see. That's where maybe you and I disagree a little bit. Tess. I I'm trying to remove myself from. Well, the guy was there six and a half years. He helped that foundation to lead to the steps of he winning. Came a title. to a playoff I don't, game. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't honestly care. About he watched. That. <laughs> I don't care yeah. about that. I yeah. care about did you contribute to the se- you know the championship winning season. He did. Yeah, but at what, at what to point? To me, is your, done deal. Where does your Give contribution, you know, end, I guess? <laughs> that, that, like, like, to me, if... if so you look, don't want Malachi Richardson like he, he to seemed, He yeah. seemed disappointed, uh, Valanchunas. He seemed disappointed when they asked him post-game. He, he was like, oh, well, that's their decision. He seemed bummed. Well, according to the Toronto Sun, Kyle Lowry yeah. texted him and said, yeah, what's, what, your, ring what's your ring size? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but not not because he was buying him jewelry. But uh, the beginning of the year... Everybody, I think, if you're going to make it a rule, everybody has to get one, right? Everybody who played yeah. in, in the uniform. Yeah, but to make that a rule, isn't it, I think? Yeah. What, 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 the well, Warriors, what do you it's Warriors, not a big deal. Warriors reporting was that it was a player's vote. Yeah. This right. doesn't seem as much like a player's no, vote to me, especially no. if Lowry is checking in to check your ring size. I mean, Valanciunas is the one that we're, uh, to me, if you're a Raptors fan, that's the one you care about. Well, even Dolan Wright, even, I, you that's know, thing. Okay. I we, it can, can go on and on and on. Yeah. But, like, at the most of a championship team, it's like 22 or 23 players that played on a team, approximately. So it's seven or eight extra rings because there's 15 on a roster to end it. Seven or eight extra rings. Yeah, what's the, what, is, what is literally the harm, Lee, I guess? I do find it strange. In going to Valanchunas and saying, hey, man, you were a part of the organization. You were a part of this championship-winning team uh, you know, for at least a portion of it. Would you like a ring? You don't get what, it. What, what is the, what's the drawback? Why... I mean, why? Why th- not? There's no, there's no real drawback. They got but the it's money. Just, trust me. It's just you know, you moved on after him, and he wasn't. He wasn't. It's I not, mean, he just wasn't a part of the, the the championship push. I mean, where where does the season sort of, you know, where do you define? Okay, this was when I define it. Game one of the season. <laughs> That's where I define it. But 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 the other thing is, I think if you, okay, if it's Valentinus right and uh, CJ Miles, then I don't think you can separate those three because they're all basically traded yeah. in the same deal. Yeah. The same. Well, I, I like the idea that Trey said about players voting. And if the players voted in this instance, Jonas Valanciunas 100% would get a ring because he's been there for a long time. I, I don't think there's any question. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, the fact that, like we mentioned, Lowry's asking him, so he was <laughs> obviously supportive of it. But I, 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 yeah. I, I, I saw it, and I'm sort of like, well, yeah, it's not. He doesn't, would yeah, you it's, even, it's just a piece of jewelry. Yeah. On the resume, he, if Jonas Valanciunas got the ring, he obviously wouldn't have an NBA title on his resume. Yeah. So I, I would find it weird if Greg Monroe, I know nobody cares about Greg Monroe, <laughs> but Greg Monroe played against them in the playoffs but was a member of their team at some point. He played against them when he was on the Sixers in round two. That would be weird if he got a ring, I but, think. Because, um, <laughs> well, he did help them because he wasn't very good in that series. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He helped them more than Valanciunas, you could argue. Mike Antero wrote in that article, quote, this franchise, the Raptors, has always prided itself on its treatment of its players and going a little further than some or other organizations might. I think that's true, and I and I think that's why people were a little shocked by this, because it yeah it would have been a I very agree. Raptors uh, Canadian thing to be like, yeah, man, you were there for a little bit, you want a ring? That's right. And then okay, look, the so counter- would they do would they do a ceremony for Valanciunas if he came? I think yes, I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's weird then because 
No, those guys don't get ceremonies. Okay, so you just only offer the chance. Give them the ring. Just only the okay. chance. Leave it in their locker when they come <laughs> yeah. to visit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take a look on the shelf there, buddy. Yeah, saw, slip saw, it in his pocket. I saw a lot it. of people on Twitter saying something along the lines of, "Well, why would an athlete like Valentus even want that mm. ring? These guys are the most competitive people in the world. They made the NBA." Why would they, they? Why would they? They wouldn't even want to look at that. It would disgust them. Uh, you know. Well, it, one. How are we to assume that? And it sounds like Valentus might be actually bummed the opposite, like that they're not offering one. Loves jewelry. Uh, yeah. Loves so it. I don't know about that. I, I I get what people are saying, but come on. Why? I just don't know why. Why wouldn't you offer it? Why wouldn't you offer it? What's got, the harm? Apparently, back in two thousand six, when Stan Van was replaced, Stan Van Gundy was replaced as head coach by Pat Riley, and they yeah. went on to win the title. Stan Van was offered it, and he declined. Sure, that makes more sense to me. You get an offer, I that, think. I, I think it's fair. Uh-huh. You offered the 20, I think it was 22 guys for the Raptors. I think it's totally fair to offer it to all of them, and then they say no, and then you don't make it, because you definitely offer, make that, make that request before you make it. Yeah. Because then you're saving yourself five <laughs> to right. ten grand. You look like a good guy. <laughs> Andrew, let's hear what you guys think great, on this. Great one. You debate. Know, people were, were torn on Twitter last night. Uh, some people were saying, relax, you guys are going overboard. Again, Jonas you know. was there at a playoff game. He would accept. <laughs> he would accept. I don't care. I, I, that doesn't factor into giving. That doesn't count as being a, What the, do you mean? Nov got one. Yeah, but Nov's been with the team the entire time. He's, he's a spectator. Yeah. No, but he's, he's, he's more than a spectator. He's part of Super it. Super fan, Nov yeah. Baccio, we're talking but about. But did Drake course. get one? I yeah, of course. But he's also an employee. He actually yeah, is an employee. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, Drake. I mean, Drake rings. must have about hey, more rings than hey, Bill Russell hey, in his locker Hey, if we're being room. completely honest, <laughs> I think I should get one. <laughs> get one. Exactly. They should at least get offer. Get Valentinus's. Yeah. They should have offered me one. Thank Slide you, Drake. Slide the DMs. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, anyway, let's hear from you guys. That was, no that was just a fun, fun one. Uh, Trey, what do you got for a loser of the weekend? Ooh, tough weekend for the San Antonio Spurs. Lost Friday and Saturday both blown leads in the fourth quarter, both with controversial calls involving DeMar DeRozan yeah. at, in the very hey, down the Should stretch. DeMar get a ring? <laughs> they should offer. Yeah. They should offer. Just be nice about it. Come on, we're Canadian here. Say hello. Say hello to your friends. Would you like some of this? No, I'm okay. That being said, five straight losses for the Spurs. That's their worst losing streak since 2011. Wow. Yeah, and it's time to play the game. Is this the uh, year? Here is go. this the year? The Spurs missed the playoffs. They started slow last year too. They were eleven and fourteen before they turned it around. But this is basically the same team that the Spurs had last season. I watched the game and I'm like, this is a lot of Rudy Gay. It seems like Rudy Gay is the guy who was <laughs> kind of carrying them at times. He helped uh, help them get help them close the lead on Saturday. They were down by 23 to the Blazers early. They came back in the third quarter. They were up by 15. Rudy Gay goes out. And it just disappeared. The Blazers were living in the lane. McCollum was in the lane. Lillard was in the lane. Rodney Hood was in the lane. The defense is just Mm. not able to stop anybody when they need to get stops. They are getting super frustrated. And it's hard to see the Spurs doing anything about it because they never do anything about it. John Hollinger had a great write-up on the Spurs on The Athletic earlier last week saying that they haven't made an in-season trade since 2014 Nando DiColo just so he could go somewhere and play a team to a trade to actually make their team better during the season 2012 so you know there has been some DeMar DeRozan rumors but this is not a very spursy move to change things no mid-season so I guess it's just waiting and seeing if uh Greg Popovich can get them playing well if uh assistant coach slash occasional head coach Tim Duncan can get his first coaching win at some point. Maybe Becky Hammond will get a turn as the interim head coach for a game. 
Not a great weekend, though, for the Spurs. Mm. No, they're giving up a ton of points, like you said. 135 to the Celtics, 113 to the Grizzlies, 129 to the Wolves, 111 to the Magic, and 121 to the Blazers. And it's weird, too, because DeJounte Murray came back. He's a great defensive player. He's clearly still working his way into play, and he's on a minutes restriction. Didn't play on Saturday. Derek White's supposed to be a good defensive guard. They're trying Lonnie Walker got some time because he's a little bit more athletic than those guys, but they can't get stops. You know, yeah. Aldridge is big, but he's not necessarily a rim protector. So it was, it's, uh, it's not good times in San Antonio. Yeah, very weird to see them so bad for such a long period. Usually pop that, that win against, or that loss on Saturday is usually one of those ones they just like against the bad Blazers team, of course. You know, they're struggling at the moment and, uh, when Pop got ejected, they went on a big run. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, it's like, yep, this is the Spurs. This is what Clutch ejection right there. Yeah, yeah. it was. Weird ejection. Mm-hmm. He did that weird thing with his eyes, and there was all the <laughs> speculation that he was trying to get ejected to give Becky Hammond a go. But then after the game, he was asked, and he said, no, it was Tim Duncan was the coach. You yeah. know? He was, I love Pop, but he's, he was a dick, actually, after that game. You know, he was. What, uh, was that a surprise? Well, usually <laughs> I enjoy the sort of dryness and the sarcasm, but he was actually just... He went a little bit far, I think, because someone said uh, something about Becky Hammond making history. He just said, I'm not here to make history. And it's like, okay, relax, man, relax. Just calm down. <laughs> well, he's testy right now. He's, he's very, testy. he's very testy. But uh, another question I guess you could come, uh, that could come out of that game is, um, since the Blazers signed Carmelo Anthony, they're 1-0. Carmelo didn't play, so are the Blazers better off without Carmelo Anthony? Oh, <laughs> Great joke. Great joke. What a setup for that joke. <laughs> I guess you could say. Uh, but the Spurs, tells himself. <laughs> Spurs go out on a road trip here, a little four-game road trip. Uh, Mavs, Wizards, Sixers, and Knicks. Uh, I mean, the way they're playing, none of those are... I know. I was going to say, know. you don't say... I mean, you would assume you would beat the Wizards and the Knicks. Yeah. You're right, but the way they've been struggling to stop teams, maybe those are not givens. Uh, given wins, but we will see. You know, it's just some when you doubt the Spurs and they rip off like five or six wins or something was like that. Was it last it year or, or the year before that when in the playoffs they had to win eight of their last nine or something? Uh, yeah. and, they, and they did, you know, that's what they yeah. do. And it is surprising to see a Spurs team be bad at defense, but they were, you know, subpar last year as well and they just found a way with their offense. It could be another one of those years where they just find a way because this, this is. Worse than last year in that it's a worse start, and it's the worst start since they missed the postseason in 1997, 96-97. Greg Popovich's first year on the job, he trades away Dennis Rodman, and uh, they fade away. But that was on purpose uh, because they were trying to get Tim Duncan. Uh, now it's a different story. The conference feels stronger, too, this year to me, the Western Conference. Right? Agree, with yeah. the With the Suns, you know, obviously balling out. We know the five locks. We've talked about them before. But then the Suns playing well. The, you know, the Wolves playing well. OKC's a scrappy bunch. Even the Grizzlies, the Blazers are obviously, you know, they, they should be better than five and eight. Uh, Pelicans trying to stay in it four and nine. Just one uh, win lost in the Spurs. And they're going to get Zion Williamson back at some point. So no easy wins uh, there in the Western Conference. I, well, if you had to pick, would you say the Spurs missed the playoffs this year? No. You wouldn't do it. (laughs) Still can't do it. I'm going to pick the Spurs to make the playoffs until they miss the playoffs, and then I'll update my dossiers. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Lee, who you got for loser of the weekend? Uh, I've got a tie, actually, so you guys can uh, decide which team had a worse weekend. It's the Indiana Pacers or the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Hawks. Well, the Indiana Pacers, the reason I bring them up is because they'd quietly been motoring along quite nicely, uh, and then Saturday night in Houston. Nice pun there, motoring. uh, Saturday night in Houston, uh, a a game, again, I thought with Capella out, that's a great, they're a good defense 
defensive team. Uh, they could beat the Rockets. They led a lot of that game um, and they ended up losing. But they also lost Malcolm Brogdon too to a back injury and that he missed then. They had a back-to-back at home against Milwaukee, his former team. They missed that game and they kind of got blown out there mm-hmm. by the Bucks. They got Miles Turner back, which is good. But uh, this, uh, this Bucks team, is, uh, this Pacers team is one that we, again, kind of haven't really talked a whole lot about, but they were playing pretty nicely. Um, well, they're playing well against bad teams. Yeah, they, but... They were uh, doing their part. But they that, haven't really beaten If good. they miss, if, if Brogdon is out for an extended period, uh, they're going to miss him because he's, oh, yeah. he's been incredible. They're missing their top two players. It's, I think yeah. it's acceptable for them to but, lose against the Rockets and the Bucks. Well, I, I mean, the thing is against the Rockets as well, Sabonis was going up against Tyson Chandler, who Tyson Chandler we know formerly defensive player of the year, good and so he actually did a really good job on Sabonis, who's been playing well this season. Um, ironically, Sabonis uh, Chandler went up against Sabonis's dad back in the day when he was a rookie, which was a oh, wow. kind of interesting, wow, nice. interesting That's point crazy. from the broadcast. Nice fact, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I just I just think that the you know the Pacers probably went into this weekend thinking you know maybe they could have uh, rattled off five or six in a row in total, but uh, instead they lose another big player and a couple of games. So. Bit of a tough one. I, I think I, I like what you're saying there. You know, you're, you're making the case for the Pacers. I, I appreciate that. But the Hawks had a worse weekend. They just got hammered. They were getting killed so bad. Like, they're, they're super fans. They're celebrity fans. Like, Quavo were like, I'm out of here. I'm not watching this anymore. Just straight up leaving because they're just getting punked because they had the old Clippers, Lakers uh, back-to-back there mm-hmm. in Staples. Didn't, didn't go well. They, were, uh, they, 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 they sort of got themselves back into that Lakers game. A little bit. That's a classic NBA game, though, where you're down yeah. like 25, and then you're suddenly, oh, it's uh, cut it nearly to a you know nine, ten point game, and then you generally lose those games. <laughs> tough to overcome the 25, 30 point hole. Yeah, tough weekend when you lose two games by 70 points combined. But Trey Young was over at Jimmy Goldstein's house, relaxing by the pool. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> you know, like they've got four wins already. That's pretty good for the Hawks. They're chilling. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more loser of the weekend here. Jonathan Isaac, Magic forward. Jonathan Isaac. He had a, I'm sort of stretching this into the weekend, but he sprained his ankle during a team event held on Thursday night to unveil the Magic's new Orange City Edition jerseys. We, we were talking about those mm-hmm. on Friday's uh, podcast. I needed to know more. I Like, what's going on? I was like, did he stumble trying to put on the shorts? You know, when you're trying to put on mm-hmm. your shorts sometimes or pants, and you're like, whoa, whoa and you like fall over. <laughs> oh, it happens to Ever me happen- all the time, yeah. man. I was like, possibly. Maybe he sprains an ankle doing that. You know, I thought maybe this one's a little more rare, but, you know, he's just, tr- he's like maybe running late to this team event. He tries to jam his foot through the, the opening of the short hole and just gets caught and it twists a little weird way. Like it's a little one too of the quick. biggest dangers of wearing tighter shorts these days. Your feet can get caught. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes struggle when I'm putting on the spandex, like running shorts to get my foot through that hole. It's not easy sometimes. <laughs> it gets caught. So I thought maybe that was how he did it. Well, no. Isaac told Josh Robbins of The Athletic that he injured himself by shooting and dribbling around with fans, and he sprained his right ankle because his sneakers were untied Mm. and because he wasn't wearing his ankle brace. Trey, you're an ankle brace guy. Unfortunately, I am, yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of terrible ankle sprains. I recently got a pair of Clark's Wallabies, which have a kind of a thick sole. First day I was wearing them, uh, I rolled my ankle because the sole was a little bit too thick. Uh, If you're the kind of guy that needs to wear an ankle brace, to a shoot around to have your <laughs> to have your jerseys unveiled you're probably going to have a dumb sprained <laughs> ankle at some point in your life uh, bad ankles stay bad ankles trust me on that one Sam Quinn of CBS Sports <laughs> wrote this I hope he was kidding but I couldn't tell he wrote quote typically there's been no cost of having these team events but now that a team has lost a major player to injury we could see a bit more caution in these kinds of unveilings <laughs> moving forward after all 
mannequins exist for a reason. So does Photoshop. There are plenty of ways to sell jerseys beyond putting your best players <laughs> in the line of fire. Sam, I hope you're kidding. It's very, very funny if you are. I 100% agree with him. <laughs> players should never walk, should never run, unless it's during a game. It's the only time That's why uh, yeah. Jared Smith was ahead of the game with the, uh, what was that thing called? The uh, <laughs> funky, funky duck. duck. <laughs> Just never walk. Although yeah. that's probably dangerous, too. Yeah, apparently there's a court there. They they built there. It's called NBA Entertainment there down in Orlando. And he was he was shooting and yeah. dribbling. And he may have got a little ahead of himself. Yeah. That, it is crazy. That injury at least makes more sense. Because when I first read it, I'm like, oh, my God. He twisted his ankle by putting on a pair yeah. of shorts or something. like That's really bad. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's playing around with kids, didn't tie his shoe up. Okay, he's he missed two games because of it. Yeah. No, and he's going to be playing really, really well. But then the Magic gets some wins. <laughs> None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. All right, speaking of those Magic, we got a trade rumor. According to Shams here at the Athletic Guys, multiple teams are monitoring Magic forward Aaron Gordon and his availability. To this point, though, per the report, the Magic have shown no interest in a trade. Starting up the trade rumors early here. Mm. You know, you had said sort of the Magic could have been involved in sort of a DeMar DeRozan trade rumor as well. But what do you, what do you think specifically about the Aaron Gordon? Um, the idea of maybe the Magic looking to move him. Would that be something you would consider or way too soon and, and relax? <laughs> I keep waiting for him to really take that next leap. And it doesn't really appear to be happening with him. He had a really, two years ago, he came out of the season great. Shooting threes, really improved his game. But he hasn't been able to sort of maintain that. And so I think there'd be a lot of interest in him. He's only 24. He's very athletic. But I'm not sure exactly what his strongest, the strongest part of his game is right now because he's shown flashes of doing all sorts of things, but not one of them really, really well. Like he's the sort of guy, again, a couple of years ago, you think he's, he's going to be an all-star at some point, not as confident in that anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe a fresh start for him would be good. But uh, so I, I think the magic, what they're doing right now is saying, no, we're not interested in really what they're saying is, hey, we don't want to trade him, but throw something at us and we'll consider it because... Uh, I, I think they've got a lot of bigs, they've got a lot of athleticism, a lot of long arms on that roster. I think uh, one of them has to go. Exactly who that is, I'm not sure. But I would say probably Gordon more so than uh, one of the other guys, like an Isaac or Mo Bamba. An Isaac? I've never heard Isaac <laughs> called Isaac. <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> Isaac. What do you think? Well, Aaron Gordon has to uh, perfect one move because he's trying to do too much out there. He's, he's dribble, 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 and then a shot comes up. He just needs a, you know, a one dribble pull-up, something to put in his bag, but he tries to do a little too much. And that's why he's a little bit lost out there, it feels like. And, yeah, he, he is ridiculously athletic, but if he had one move, maybe he could be a, a, you know, a 20-point guy. But it's going to be up and down, I think, until he just stops doing a little too much out there. That's why I wonder if maybe a change of scenery is best for him, too. This is year six for him, and he's the most famous player, I would say, on the Magic. He's it's kind of probably between him and Vooch as the face of the franchise for them. But yeah. if he goes to a team like the Trailblazers, where he would be the clear number three, or, I mean, if depending on what the trades are, if he's the number two, if he goes somewhere where he's not the guy who has been there since he was drafted, if he was not such a big deal among the franchise, maybe he falls into more of a complimentary role where he can do some secondary playmaking and he can score off of broken plays, and he doesn't have to be the only guy who can do something from the perimeter for the Magic. 
maybe that helps him too. Maybe because to me, he doesn't seem like a number one guy, but he could be great as a two or a three. Right. You uh, don't think he's ever going to be Blake Griffin. Exactly right. right. Um, but he could be a more athletic Draymond Green without the incredible defense on the other end, you know, being able to make plays out of pick and roll, that kind of thing. But he's just a little bit miscast to be playing alongside of Markel Fultz and DJ Augustine, guys who aren't going to be necessarily setting him up for success. It's not the perfect scenario for Aaron Gordon, but he's had a lot of shots in Orlando, so maybe somewhere else would be all right. I think nothing is going to happen immediately here with him, though. There's no doubt we talked about their whole team not being able to hit a shot. He's included in that. He can't hit a three to save his life. He's shooting 42% from the floor. They're going to wait that out. They kept talking about, like, some of these guys are going to start hitting these shots. So, like, they're getting, we, we don't mind the looks we're getting, and they're going to start falling. So there's no rush here, especially now that they have got a couple nice little quality wins going. He's got a very rare contract, too. He's got a nice contract that actually declines. Mm. Um, you know, drops from, like, nearly $20 million to $18 million to then $16 million, uh, $16.4 million. So that's, you know, that's, that's good. That's yeah, for, even with him struggling, that's a quality contract. It's not gigantic money. Yeah, for the Magic have like a bunch of those as well. They, yeah, they've set it up that way. Um, it it really just comes down to, and again, they're going to give it a little time here, but they got to be going. Is this guy going to? Can we pair this guy with Jonathan Isaac? Like, can we? Like, they're they're liking what they're seeing. I assume from Isaac, and that guy's already like become one of the better defensive players in the league. He's you're going to hope he improves offensively, like like a Siakam, and try and make a jump like that. You know, in the next coming years, but. They're just going to be like, can we play these two guys together? And if we can't, then yeah, we probably got to look to move one of them. And there will be teams interested. Uh, yep, like yeah, I think sure. like you were saying, Trey, um, especially with that contract, which is uh, manageable, and him as your second or third guy in the right um, in, in a new environment, and maybe even a new system. Uh, he would he could work still. I'm oh, not, you know, he I'm not needs defensively. Yeah. The athleticism is there. He's still young. Somebody should take a chance. Oh, of course. It's just too bad it hasn't happened for the Magic. Yeah. 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 And the Blazers' rumors. Definitely makes sense. The Blazers are always looking for a number three, I guess. Um, that definitely makes sense. Not, it would be not nice. now, baby. Not with Melo. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice if, one, he, two, if he was down low a little bit more, if he did play like Blake Griffin a little bit more and he wasn't just a perimeter man. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Let's go back to Los Angeles because Kobe Bryant was hanging out. He was uh. front row with his daughter. He shared a nice dap with Dwight Howard. It's not necessarily a tweet, but it's a video in a tweet where Kobe showed some love to a guy that he used to not get along with back when they played together. If you remember that tumultuous year. That was just one year, right? Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> um, in 12-13. Yeah. Uh, and then Kobe took some photos. He was taking the photos. He was the photographer. He was taking the photos of his daughter with celebrities. Quavo and Offset. You mentioned them earlier, Trey, of Migos. It was very funny to see Kobe as, uh, as the photographer. Her dad, can you take a photo of me? <laughs> uh, and so Gigi, I believe his daughter's name is, who's a, a baller herself, lots of videos of her going around right now, said, uh, Dad, I also want to get Kevin Hart. And so everybody making fun of Kevin Hart in the photo because Gigi, who I believe is 13, <laughs> Way taller than Kevin Hart. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's it. Those are my tweets. Kobe, mm. the photog. And leaving before the game is over in Kobe-like fashion. Oh, do you he got the he, standing ovation. Do you think he well. took the helicopter to this game then? That's what he used to do for mm. his home games. I mean, he's probably still got the helipad there. He took it. Cabby took a ride with him yeah. once, didn't he, in the helicopter? Yeah. Shout out to Cabby from mm-hmm. uh, Score Days up yeah. in Canada. 
think he's down in Vegas now. We're working for maybe Bleacher Report. I don't know. Cabby, what are you doing? Let us know. I think it's the last I saw. But yeah, I don't know the if Co- he took the, air, the, yeah. uh, the uh, helicopter. Kobe's definitely not taking a cabbie to the game. <laughs> well done. All right, Kobe coming through with uh, Tweet of the Night. Yeah, just the star there in L.A. All right, let's get to our Pick'em Results. This segment is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends, like paying up when you lose a bet that my buddy Grish will not visit more than 100 countries in his lifetime. (laughs) He's going to get there. The most interesting man in the world, he's going to get to 100. I don't know where he's at right now, but he'll get there pretty soon. But Cash App does way more than that. Cash App allows you a very easy way to grow your money with their new investing feature. Unlike investing tools that force you to buy entire shares of stock, Cash App lets you buy as much or as little of those stocks as you want. This way, you can still own a piece of any stock with just $1. Brokerage services are provided by Cash App Investing, a subsidiary of Square and member SIPC. And we're very happy with this part of our relationship with Cash App. We are working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, one word, not only will you instantly receive 10 bucks, but Cash App will also donate $10 to the ACLU, an amazing organization that's dedicated to defending and preserving the rights and liberties guaranteed to every person in the U.S. Every day, the ACLU is fighting for the rights of regular Americans. Don't forget, promo code NODUNKS, one word when you download Cash App from the App Store and Google Play Store today. Friday nights, pick them results. It was the Pacers Rockets. Rockets were favored by seven and a half, and they came through. Thanks to James Harden. No, thanks to Goga. Yeah, that's a good point, too. This guy was pissed about this game, man. <laughs> he was angry about that Friday night game. Yeah, the Rockets got the win. It's all that matters, Lee. They covered, and uh, that means Trey and I got it correct. Tass and Lee got it wrong because they had the Pacers. So. Month of November here. What's the date today? What are we? 17th? 18th. 18th. My goodness. All right. We're getting near the end of November. I'm six and five. Lee's six and five. Tass and Trey are five and six. Very, 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 very close. A lot of games on tonight. Where are we going? We're going to Phoenix. They host the Boston Celtics, whose 10 game win streak was just snapped. Ooh. In a tight, 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 tight one. Celtics favored? What's the line on this? That's yeah, a close line. Suns are favored by two and a half. Suns favored? I guess because it's a B2B <laughs> yeah, back-to-back yeah. for the Celtics. The Suns wow. have played every game at home. I know. <laughs> I was going to say, have the Suns played a road game? <laughs> yeah, eight home, three road for the wow. Phoenix Suns. This okay. is number nine at home. They're number s- nine. They're five and three at home, seven and four overall. Feeling good, feeling good. Boston. Give me the Suns. Wow. Give me the Suns. It's a back-to-back for Boston, but it's also their third game in four nights. And like you guys are saying, Phoenix has not been an easy game for anybody. They're playing hard. They're playing fast. On the second night to a back-of-back, on the second night of a back-to-back, that's a tough one. Uh, Aaron B- Baines' revenge game. Yeah, Baines. Oh, Baines Go going get him. for 69 tonight. Oh, Ooh, nice. Yeah, I think so, too. I'll take the Suns. It's, uh, it's always tough to go against the Celtics. They're, they're a very resilient team. I, I'm going to go Celtics. I don't think they're going to shoot that poorly as they did against the Kings. Um, even though I'm with you guys, love the Suns, fun watch, great feel-good story here. I think the Celtics are going to bounce back. And I'm also getting the points there, even in a close game. Another floater falls off the rim, I'd still win. So, uh, yeah, I'll take the Celtics. You said three games in four nights, Trey, but an early game on Sunday. So they're going to get a lot extra rest. Extra. And that factors into my decision. I'm taking the Seas. Oh, I love the reasoning for these so much. All right, Tass and I have the Celtics. The other two guys have the Suns by two and a half. 
Guys, thanks for joining us today. We're going to call it there. Don't forget to check out the other shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. Count the Dinks, Back to Back, Tampering, Hoops Adjacent, so many more. There's over a dozen team-specific shows, too, featuring a number of your favorite athletic reporters. And if you're not a member of The Athletic, get in the game. You can get all of our podcasts and all of those podcasts ad-free, plus the best sports writing in the world. Come on. What a one-two combo that is. Get 40% off your subscription today. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you want to be my loafer, you got to support my stems. That was a weird one. Embrace the day, people. (laughs) 